Hello and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson and I'm the founder of Core Women and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Anna Maria Morales. She is a young woman that is resilient, enterprising, and putting action behind her goals. Anna Maria had a dream to go to UC Berkeley, but knew she would have to work hard to afford college and get into her school of choice. You're going to want to listen to her story because it's one that will touch your soul and inspire you. Let's get right into talking about your exciting journey, Anna Maria, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being on the Core One podcast. So let's talk about your journey, how you've overcome obstacle after obstacle and made your dreams come true. Let's take a trip back to when you were a preteen and had this beautiful dream to one day go to college, but not just any college, UC Berkeley, Cal Berkeley. Growing up in a family where we didn't really talk about college, I I was looking for the one that resonated most with me. And I always heard my dad, we're coming from a big sports family here, so I always heard my dad talking about Cal, you know, Berkeley, yes. football, soccer, all that <laughs> stuff. And I kept hearing only good things about this college. And then one day, my mom and I went to Big Five or something like that, some sort of sporting um store and I saw Berkeley sweatpants and I thought oh man I gotta get these (laughs) (laughs) and so uh, that's the only thing I've ever had since uh since I was a little girl that really spoke out as college to me and I just knew in the back of my mind that that this this magical place had um, a good reputation to it so when I was in high school um, and applying to colleges, I knew Cal Berkeley was one of the places that I was going to apply to. Gotcha. And so once you applied to Cal Berkeley, then what happened? <laughs> it's not such a simple, simple road. Um, right. When I was a senior in high school, um, it was around January, and this is application season for all the high school seniors. And I had applied to probably 20 different schools because I knew that I wanted to go to college. I knew that I wanted a different outcome for myself. I knew I wanted a different future for myself, and I thought a college education would be the way to do that. So I wanted to make sure I got into a college. So I applied to all these different colleges, Berkeley being one of them. And by the time uh, May rolled around and you hear your either rejection or acceptance uh, responses, I had been accepted to quite a few, but rejected from UC Berkeley. So that was my first, um, my first rejection (laughs) from UC Berkeley. So did you decide to go to a different school at that point? Ah, yes, yes. Okay. okay, so with school. Um, all right, so after I had been rejected from UC Berkeley, I thought, gosh, I have two choices here. Actually, I have three choices. I, I could trash my dream and not go to college. I could 
go to a different university and take out hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans and go to a school that I didn't really want to go to, or I could attend the Santa Rosa Junior College, the local community college here in my community for two or three years, get my general education done and transfer. So I chose uh, plan C <laughs> and I went to Santa Rosa Junior College for three years. And in those three years, I took um, over 60 units online and I took all of my general education online so that I could spend time traveling the world alone as a young girl and I could grow my cheesecake business that I had started. Awesome. Now, what is that called? The cheesecake business is called College Confectionista. I love and, it. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. It's actually pretty funny. A lot of a lot of people have a hard time um, pronouncing confectionista. And so I always feel like I have to explain myself just to inspire people to stick with the name and try and learn <laughs> how to pronounce the name. I love it. The College name. Confectionista. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I I don't even know. It came to me in like in a, in a visionary stroke of something. I, I couldn't get it out of my head. Once I had it in my mind, I, that's all I could think about. That's all I could say. I, people were telling, well, older men were saying, oh, you should name it Cheesecake Chicks. Oh, <laughs> like no. All of, these, <laughs> all of these super sexist things. And I thought, you know what? That only means that I, I have to stay my course and, and truly stick to college confessions. Right and <laughs> yeah, and ignore those suggestions. Um, the goal is college, right? So that's right. the first part of the name. Mm -hmm. And the second part of the name, um, confectionista, someone who works with sugar is uh, a confectionist or con works in a confectionery, someone who is um, infatuated with something or knows a lot about something, you add I-S-T-A to the end of the word. So for example, fashionista, someone who ah. is obsessed with fashion. Gotcha. A confectionista is, um, I think, a, a word that I don't think I made it up, but it's definitely happened, hasn't been used a lot. And it's someone who is obsessed or loves to work with sugar. And um, to play more on words, I'm half Mexican, so I wanted to, to incorporate my culture into that. And in Spanish, you add ito or ita or ista or isto at the end of the word, to make it masculine or feminine and to make it um, a small word. So adding East at the end of confectionista is um, essentially means a small woman who works with sugar and is infatuated by sugar and the goal is college. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that whole origin story right there. That is awesome. <laughs> and you learn something so, new every day, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, totally. So moving forward. So why cheesecake? Why cheesecake? Ah, yes. The, the golden question. Right. Um, so I... It was still around January, my senior year um, at El Molino High School, and and it was Christmas break, and I'm feeling overwhelmed and feeling pressure by all of these college applications and writing the essays and paying the fees and all yeah. 
all of this stress. And mm. what do I do when I'm stressed? I bake. <laughs> I bake it out. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I do too. I love it. It's yep. like mix, mix, mix. Pour, 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 right? So I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make a cheesecake. Nobody in my family um, has ever made a cheesecake. We don't have a secret family recipe for cheesecake. So I'm going to come up with my own recipe. I'm going to make a cheesecake and um, we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> so I had made my first cheesecake I had ever made. It was a New York style cheesecake. That's what I called it back then. So a classic vanilla ishy filling with a buttery graham cracker crust. And everybody in my family loved it. Even my little brother who doesn't like cheesecake, he said, oh my gosh, this is really good, Anna Maria. Oh, that's so awesome. I, knew, uh, I knew I had a good thing on my hand. I knew this, oh, this recipe, I have to keep it a secret. This is a good little recipe I made. And my mom told me, Anna Maria, I cannot have the cheesecake in the refrigerator. I'm going to eat the whole thing. So, <laughs> yeah. So I said, okay, okay, okay. Well, I'll take some to my friends and you can take some to your coworkers and we'll just give it out to friends and family and it'll get eaten happily. So my mom gave the cheesecake slice um, to one of her co-workers named Kristen and Kristen was a cheesecake fanatic and she absolutely loved it she said oh my gosh Laura this is the best cheesecake I've ever had in my life and my mom said oh my gosh we'll take some to your husband and her husband was also a cheesecake fanatic and he said oh my gosh Kristen this is the best cheesecake I've ever had in my life and so Kristen said okay that's it I'm gonna get Anna Maria's recipe and I'm gonna recreate this cheesecake so Kristen asked me for my recipe and I said, sorry, I'm going to keep it a secret. I want to keep it a secret. It seems like this is a, a good secret recipe to keep right. a secret. So I told her, um, I'm not going to give you the recipe, but if you pay me for the ingredients, I'll make, I'll happily make you a cheesecake. Okay, great deal. That's so I make awesome. her the cheesecake and, uh, and she gives me $40 for it. And I thought, holy moly. <laughs> right. <laughs> like a light bulb went off for me. And I thought in that moment, this is how I'm going to put myself through college. I'm going to bake my way through college one cheesecake at a time. That's fantastic. Now, how <laughs> many cheesecakes do you think you've baked thus far? Oh, thousands. Thousands. <laughs> thousands. <laughs> so where do you do this? Where, do you do it in a commercial kitchen somewhere that you rent out? Yes. You have your own space? Yeah. Um, yeah. Strategy. I, yeah. When did, how did you do business? <laughs> Because it's great for people to hear what your strategy is as a young person and being so enterprising and having this light bulb go off. Like, how did you begin? I think the great part about being young is that you are oblivious to a lot of things. You're not afraid to try because you don't know the consequences. Right. <laughs> and I think as you get older, uh, you get more cautious about trying new things right or just, just doing word. it you have cautious. yeah right you become more cautious you have all of these yeah. brilliant ideas but it's one thing to think and it's another thing to do absolutely so backing up uh, I started it when I was 18 years old now I'm 21 and I've been baking for three years and in that three years um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned is that there's never going to be a right time to 
start a business. There's never going to be a right time to go to college, to buy a house, whatever. The right time is, is now. Just do it now. And even if it's a baby step, at least it's in the right direction moving forward. And the way I did that at my small little 18-year-old self is, is just make a post on Facebook. And um, that's what I did within uh, making that cheesecake for Kristen within that first week. I had came up with the name. I had posted on Facebook, just a, just a small post <laughs> on my personal page. Um, I'm going to be selling cheesecakes, $40 each, nine inches, and all profits go towards college. Please message me if you're interested. And by the end of that first month, I had sold a cheesecake every single day. And uh, it, it was amazing. That is amazing. That I started that on February 1st, and um, my birthday's on February 10th, and I went to go read the newspaper, and what do I see on the front page of the Hillsborough Tribune on my birthday? My face with a cheesecake. Wow. <laughs> and by the time that article was released, I had been getting phone calls every single day and being on different radio shows and um, on newspapers and articles and whatnot, and really from there it has just taken off yesterday morning I got a call from <laughs> good morning America <laughs> in New York <laughs> That's fantastic. So, I am really excited to see yeah. what happens well congratulations this is so exciting so okay you got a lot of things happening all at once now once again right so yes ma'am it was the college applications, doing your essays, and then you went into the business and became this enterprising entrepreneur. And now you've got into the college of your choice. You, you did it, <laughs> right? You did it. And now you've got Good Morning America calling you. You've got the papers. Right. Right you've got all these things. What's going to happen? Like, how are you going to juggle all of this? Are you going to start in the fall? What are your plans, Anna Maria? Yep. Yeah, I know. It's so many things. It's so many things. I'm First, I need to figure out where I'm going to live in the fall. <laughs> I think that's pretty important to find a place to live. So I have um, to interject here because I did see yeah. a post about Cal housing. And yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh, no. Tell me. No, no. So I, I was in the dorms. Uh, did you check out the dorms? Uh, how did it go? <laughs> well, uh, oh, gosh. So it's, a, I think it's a different experience going in as a freshman to oh, a university right. rather than going in as a transfer junior. Um, right. I'm 21 now, and I think I have a pretty different mindset than an 18 year old girl. And now what Berkeley has offered me uh, is, <laughs> is a room in a dorm called Stern Hall, which ah, is all women. I know it's Stern. the oldest dorm on campus. Oh. Um, it's infamous for rats. Oh. There's no kitchen. <laughs> that's oh, the no. worst part. Not even, not even the rats, but not having a kitchen. That's horrendous. See a rat? <laughs> did you see a rat? Sorry, did I see a rat? No, no, okay. I haven't. I have okay. not seen a rat, okay, but. Good. I have been in contact with people who have lived there who had rat problems. Oh, and um, Wow. And to top it off, um, it's $20,000 for nine months. And considering I'm paying for 
my entire college education on my own. It's just uh, way too much money for housing. Yeah. Right. For, and not even great housing, right? Pretty, right. pretty horrible oh. housing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I totally understand. And, you know, to let the listeners know, in fairness, I went to Berkeley. So, you know, I'm mm-hmm. familiar with some of the housing options there. And I know that they're limited because it is a city with a finite amount of housing. And, you know, so you, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you're like, oh man, I'm locked into this. But you coming in into this at a, you know, not as a freshman, so to speak, but as a transfer student, you might be able to look at, you know, a different option, so to speak, you know, an apartment situation, you know, a, um, I mean, there's all different kinds because I certainly... One of the reasons I joined the sorority was to get out of housing. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think seriously, a lot of people do that. Just oh, yeah. have a community. Absolutely. I mean, it's a huge school. I mean, there at the time that I was going in, there was like, what, 30,000 people attending East Berkeley. I don't know how many it is today, but it's, it's a big school. And what makes it really interesting is that the city kind of migrates into the school. So you get a lot mm-hmm. of character at that school. That's for darn sure. <laughs> That's for darn sure. <laughs> was it kind of, was it kind of, you know, you've attained the three now. Was it kind of shocking going on, on campus and being like, oh, wow, this is new. This is an eye opener. This is different. Especially after being yeah. going there, like, you know, probably going to see it, you know, when you're in high school and now you're, you're there and you're like, wow, this is kind of different for me now. Yeah, well, the truth is, I've only visited UC Berkeley campus um, once. And I, in high school, my parents um, and I, well, I guess, I guess in high school, I wasn't old enough to drive. Um, senior year, I could have drove, but we, we didn't really talk about college or visiting colleges, so I never got that, that opportunity. It was just a totally different world when I was applying as a senior but but now um that that I've moved on from being a senior and and at Santa Rosa Junior College I I visited um UC Berkeley and I just felt this this wave of of competitiveness as soon as you step on campus Mm -hmm. and and brilliance from the people next to me throwing a frisbee and they look elegant doing it like how is that even possible but (laughs) but there's just this sense of of ingenuity there and that's what I gathered when I um, went to go visit and since then I have not been back to campus since I've been accepted but that that was because I was um, studying abroad this past semester in Italy and that's when I read my acceptance letter at five in the morning in Italy crying my eyes out (laughs) and then I celebrated with a a gelato so great (laughs) oh my gosh that's so wonderful yeah you did say you had time to travel which was which is awesome traveling is so you know it opens up your eyes to so many things um, exactly. So now, because there are so many things, you're going to start the fall semester. What is it? Late August, early September? No, I'm actually. So today's. Um, I'm going to be starting in about 20 days. Woo! So we're counting down the days. Woo! <laughs> counting down the days, and and when's your interview with Good Morning America? Yeah. 
so that's going to be taking place. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. That's going to be taking place in the next two weeks. And also in the next two weeks, I'm going to be taking my final cheesecake orders for a while until Thanksgiving. And also in the next two weeks, I need to uh, sell and buy a new car. And also in the next two weeks, I need to find a place to live. And <laughs> wow, wow, and wow. A lot of stuff is going to oh. be changing and oh, happening. And it takes and you know what? Also, in the next like four weeks, I'm going to be running a half marathon. So, <laughs> all oh my things. goodness, woman, you are doing I, so much. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I want to congratulate you. You're doing it. You've done it. Here you are. And it just gives me the chill because I'm so happy for you. You are making your dreams come true. And through it all and the adversity and overcoming the obstacles, you've created something wonderful. You've created a business and you've learned from that business. You went to junior college and you did not give up and you went and traveled the world. So bravo to you. You have so Thank much. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. So my, I'm leading into my last question here because sure. you've given so much in regards to insight, what you're gonna do, the value of your know, strategy um, and attaining your goals. But my last question, what words of wisdom can you leave the listeners with today? Oh, gosh, so heavy. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, that has become one of my greatest accomplishments over these past two years is to take the time to self-educate and self-improve um, me through self-help books, through reading leadership books, through listening to Tony Robbins and podcasts and and inspirational people who really move me towards my goals and who encourage me to keep moving forward. And my room itself is full of, of mantras and, and quotes from Oprah and Jensen Cherro and people that I admire and look up to. And I have pictures of Muhammad Ali and I'm looking, I'm also an Elvis freak. So I obviously have a whole Elvis shrine in my room, but, <laughs> but I have people who, people in quotes and things and books and pieces of literature that, that mean something to me in a positive way. And so I guess what I, would recommend for any person but especially young people is to surround yourself with things and people maybe you don't even know those people for example I feel closest to to Oprah and I have never met her <laughs> but I still I still admire her so much and as a young person if you're not really in that environment of of positivity or you're not in a place where you want to be it's so uh, crucial to surround yourself with things that move you in the positive direction and um, encourage you to pursue your aspirations. So that's that's what I would recommend. Well, and, I, and wonderful. Sorry. No, <laughs> another another thing that I really have learned to love is um, the law of attraction and knowing what you want and, and focusing on that and knowing that um, seeing is believing, but also believing first and then seeing the results after you truly believe in whatever it is you want, whether that's 
housing or whether that's a million dollar check, it, it doesn't really matter. It's all the same amount of positive energy that you put into that thing. And just reminding yourself of that every day because some days are harder than others and it's important to have those encouraging reminders. I fully agree. And I'm just gonna piggyback on what you said. I absolutely think it's imperative for people to surround themselves with those that are inspiring to them, as well as words, books, you know, whatever inspires you, whatever allows you to get up in the morning and continue to go, right? Continue, mm-hmm. Not to mm-hmm. continue to achieve. Whether that's getting up, whether that's taking a shower, whether or not that's going to college, whatever that is, surround yourself by people that are gonna lift you up, that inspire you. And I absolutely fully believe in that. But you took that, and I like the second part of your words of wisdom, where you took that and you said, envision it and put the energy out there and it'll come to you. But you took that a bit further. You actually put action behind that. And I think that's really important in your story is that the action promoted the change as well. You had the positivity, you had the inspiration, and now you have the action. And those three combined, well, how could you not succeed? And here magic. you are. It's magic, right? <laughs> thank you. So, thank you, Anna Maria, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Anna Maria Morales, please follow College Confectionista on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go Bears! If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, Send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at infocorewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag core women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about core women and please stay tuned for continued growth of the core women movement. Let's grow and drive change together. 